of the unique features of the Living Church of Jesus Christ is its ever-expanding body of fundamental spiritual knowledge about man's identity and purpose, which enlarges the memory of this people. Scripture declares that ye should consider on the blessed and happy state of those that keep the commandments of God. For behold, they are blessed in all things, and if they hold out faithful to the end, they are received into heaven and dwell with God in a state of never-ending happiness. We come having prayed and prepared. For many of us, there are pressing worries and earnest questions. We want to renew our faith in our Savior Jesus Christ strengthen our ability to resist temptation and avoid distractions. We come to be taught from on high. The purpose of this and every general conference is to help us to hear him. Hey everyone, this is episode seven, seven <laughs> of Conference Talk and we are coming at you this week with the first talk of the Saturday afternoon session of this general conference, um, most recent general conference, delivered by Elder Soros, one of the apostles of the Lord's Church. <laughs> it was a good talk. It was a really good talk. And, and what I liked was that it... You know, just like in the morning session, the first talk was very much uh, structured around like historic, uh, like historical facts or historical accounts. Because um, uh, President Ballard gave that first talk and he was just I mean, it was almost like verbatim from the accounts that we know, like the first vision and, and things like that and leading up to the first vision. And this one was similar. So. Um, what was your, Shelby, what was your takeaway from this talk? Or what, what was one of the parts that hit you? Um, I would say my takeaway from the talk was miracles. Mm. Um, because to me, and this was like the majority of like actually what I studied. And so it would be what I talk about, but miracles was like my number one thing throughout it. And like in my notes, I wrote down so many things like the things he wrote that led to miracles. And then that was like my whole study. <laughs> from <Very the> cool. <laughs> talk. So that was my 100% takeaway. Yeah. I mean the, the coming forth of the book of Mormon, that's the name mm -hmm. of the talk. And <clears throat> Elder Soros actually <clears throat> makes reference to like following the appearance of Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ to the prophet Joseph. Mm -hmm. um, the, the most like the greatest event right. after that was the book, of the book of Mormon coming forth, mm -hmm. fulfilling the prophecies of ancient prophets fulfilling the, the, the covenants that yeah. the Lord made. And he's, he calls it the second fundamental milestone. 
of the unfolding of the restoration wow. of the gospel of Jesus Christ in this dispensation. So like what my summary part at the end of this was, we are part of the coming forth of the Book of Mormon because we are part of the restoration. Mm-hmm. So I never thought about it that way at all because I thought, oh, the Book of Mormon, you know, came out in 1831 or third. Yeah, 1831. Was it 1830? Well, the the church was the translation. The, the church was established. <laughs> In like, 1831, but the Book of Mormon came out before the church was established. Right. By like a month, I think. Anyway, Something besides like the that. point, I think it was the year 1831. <laughs> and I always thought, oh, those are the people that were part of the coming forth. Like those oh, sure. are the people who like had the very first copies. And da, right. da, 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 you know, and or then even I, more so like Oliver Cowdery and like other scribes, right? Like they're the ones that were directly involved. Right. Like the witnesses and like all these things. And then I realized from reading this talk, I was like, dude, I'm a part of the coming forth of the book of Mormon because I'm in the ongoing restoration right now. Yes. And I am trying to get too crazy, but we know that other scriptures will be revealed. And so I'm excited to be part of those scriptures going forth. Yeah. That'll be pretty legit. <laughs> yeah. So that was like my big thing. And then I, I really wanted to talk about miracles too, but yeah. I want to hear what you thought too. Um, what I thought, Elder Shorter says something that he says, the coming forth of the Book of Mormon began long before Joseph Smith received the gold plates from the hands of the angel Moroni. Hmm. Um, even before he knelt down to pray and ask God, Yeah, you know, uh, even before he was born, even before, like, so, so <laughs> right. and really, if you wanted to go way far back, I mean, you could go back to Abraham, right? And think you about, could, you could go back to Adam. Well, yeah, you could get all the way back there, but you know, Adam or Abraham talking about, you know, his seed, be you know multiplied and then of course adam just his whole posterity like adam saw the book of mormon going forth yeah right um and it's just a really powerful thing i I, what i like most about what you said was that we are a part of it um a a part of the coming forth of the book of mormon Mm -hmm. and you know how many book of mormons have we given out each right quite a few yeah <laughs> you know so anyone who wants to be a part of the ongoing restoration as you said that's kind of what the invitation from the brethren at this last conference was like hey you know all this stuff right go tell the world about it this is important And the fact that, like, he tried to make such a point in this talk, like, I just really felt that he was just trying to be like, you guys, this is a miracle. Like, this took place, the Restoration, the Book of Mormon, everything in preparation. Like, miracles take preparation, I think. And so I I wanted to read the definition of miracle from the... What is it? Guide to the scriptures. Okay. It's at, well, 
I, I wrote it out of order, but I tried to write it exactly. But so if you look it up, it might not be in this order. Just warning. But it says extraordinary event. A miracle is an extraordinary event caused by the power of God. Faith is necessary in order for miracles to be manifested. Miracles are important in the work of Jesus Christ. They are a part of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then I wrote down um, what had to take place for the miracle to happen. And it was like an ongoing miracle, this Book of Mormon translation that Elder Soros is trying to say. And so he talks about the marriage to Emma Hill, the writing, well, the writing of the book in the first place, like in ancient times, the first vision, the translation, keeping records safe once he had them, the witnesses, the opposition he faced, all of those took faith and faith precedes a miracle. And so I was just like, wow, that's pretty cool. Um, and I wouldn't have thought about his marriage. I've been thinking a lot about marriage today, too, like listening to it. And I wouldn't have thought of marriage as a part of the miracle <laughs> that took place. But it was like everything he did was a miracle and faith steps. I put faith step next to every single event that happened. Mm. And then I thought of like stepping up and up and up and up and up to get your miracle. Right. right. Sometimes there's not that many steps and sometimes there is. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts? Quite a few. Uh, I'm trying to kind of compose them because this was not at all where I thought our discussion of the talk was going to go, but I really like it. Oh, really? Yeah. Where'd you think it was going? Well, I didn't necessarily know, oh. but I thought like, oh, we're just going to talk about the Book of Mormon, maybe like experiences that we've had, you know, reading, testifying of the Book of Mormon, receiving mm. testimony of it, <clears throat> all this stuff. But I think you like, you really dug down into uh, the, the principle <clears throat> that we're, that we need to take away from this this event and as it turns out it's an ongoing event so yeah let, let me riff on this idea of, of a miracle uh not just the idea but kind of like a fact like a well they do happen a well-documented <laughs> phenomenon yeah right so something you said was that um miracles are a part of the gospel of Jesus Christ mm -hmm. and also that they are, you said a result of faith. Uh, do, do, do faith is necessary it's in necessary. order to, in order for miracles to be manifested. So what I thought of when you said that was the fact that none of no miracle just kind of happens. Right. I mean, you could definitely be surprised that, yes. that, oh, wow, you know, this this is a fantastic thing that's happened, but it, it didn't just come out of nowhere. It's kind of, it's an answer to someone's prayer, to someone's desires, their righteous desires at that. And, you know, it does take work, mm -hmm. right? It takes faith and action, prayer, um, sometimes studying and and doing the nitty gritty of the gospel. Um, 
It's just interesting because the definition, it says an extraordinary event. And this to me testifies that it's not ordinary. Like it's something that might not seem possible. Hmm. That makes it something that seems impossible. It makes it very possible. And that to me testifies of the power of our Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ to make something that seems so impossible to us humans become possible, right? And that's why they say, with God, all things are possible. I think it's in the Bible somewhere, right? Yeah. I'm not. <laughs> Obviously, I don't know where it's at or I would have said it. But that, I don't know, just this whole talk, I just felt like I knew the events he was talking about. And I was like, okay, I know that. What is he trying to really tell me? And I really felt like he was trying to like portray to my soul, at least, that this was a miracle. You need to recognize it as that. And because that happened, you can have miracles in your life. Sure. Well, you know, and, and that the spirit told you that. Right. Right. I mean, Elisaurus, he's just he's just going off of what he felt prompted to speak on. Yeah. Another person is going to listen to the talk and and they're not going to know all of these facts and they're going to they're going to be learning it for the first time. Right. They're right? going to be learning about the coming forth. Of the book right. Yeah. But but you were able to, um, like I said, dig a little bit deeper and receive some spiritual witness of of miracles and their reality. Um, and, you know, every a realization that everything's connected, right? You said like, oh, I didn't yeah. think that uh, his, his marriage, marriage would have been like a component of this. How could it not have been? Well, and you know, I just didn't think about like I knew Emma stepped in as a scribe. Right. But like the fact that he met Emma and dated the, Emma. The only reason he, that he moved out of Palmyra right. was because he had some associations through her family. And I mean. Right. I mean, they were at. Uh, Lucy's farm. I'm sorry, Emma Hale's farm for a while before right. they moved out to. Uh, they had to go to the Whitmers. Yeah, and so I just, harmony, harmony, yeah, days of harmony. Anyway, it was just really fascinating, and I just have to point out something really funny too. Okay. Um, I don't know why this made me smile this morning um, when I was listening to it getting ready. But after he talks about the marriage uh, playing a part in the preparation of the miracle, he starts the next paragraph and says, my dear fellow companions in the gospel. <laughs> and I was like, I'm a fellow companion of his in the gospel. Yeah. Like, it just made me really happy. And I just thought it was cool to think that we should be looking at everybody as a companion in the gospel, like our members of the church um, that we minister to and all those things. And, but this is an interesting paragraph, too. He says, many of today's discoveries from ancient times occurred during, like, archaeological excavations um, or even by accident during a construction project. Joseph Smith, however, was directed to plates by an angel. That outcome by itself was a miracle. Right. So it's just, like, so cool. Mm. You know? And then it just keeps going on to state 
all the other things that happened to create the coming forth of the Book of Mormon, and they were all miraculous. Yeah, the I I don't I don't think you or I um, discount the importance of the Book of Mormon um, in our lives or in the restoration because I mean we we read from it all the time. <laughs> we have a podcast called the Book of Mormon Podcast. <laughs> You know, we, we yeah. spend a lot of time fig- trying to figure it out. And that's only like, that's just in the last year, right? That we've, we've read together and, and, you know, stuff like that. And I know that, of course, you had exposure to the Book of Mormon much younger than I did. Um, I've mentioned this, this little account before, but when I was in high school, and I was like chilling in the library. Um, I came across a, a copy of the Book of Mormon. It was like on the shelf uh, as one of the books in the library. And it was among many books that I had picked off the shelf to like kind of look at. They're all religious based. And I never really had a chance to look at it. I think I, I think I like opened it and read one of the early like beginning pages, but I didn't understand any of it. Like I didn't want, I didn't really do any, there was no intent. It was just kind of perusing. And uh, that's kind of an interesting thing is that the, the Book of Mormon has to, it's almost like we as saints, we do need to kind of deliver up the Book of Mormon to people. Yeah, We can't just sort of send it off into the world as is. I mean, it does do that from time to time and people are converted. When that happens, it's a miracle. Yeah, it's definitely a miracle. It does require more often. It does require people to hand it out, people to kind of help it. Talk about it. Yeah. Like help it come forth. Testify. Because if you're saying that it's still coming forth, and in a way it's like it's going forth so many different people, mm-hmm. then we definitely have to play a part in that. And uh, what's been one of the coolest, well, I guess not coolest, but what's been an experience when you've given out the Book of Mormon to somebody that like, I guess stands out in your mind? Well, you know, unfortunately, on my mission, we didn't have the chance to give out a lot of Book of Mormons because somebody had already gotten to them. And like, even with like our investigators, like we would have a Book of Mormon and then their fellowshipper who was a member and who knew them, like had already given them a copy. Right. Mm-hmm. And the times that we, that I, that I did, I, I don't really remember them. They were just so far. Well, I'm not your mission. Like, I'm, well, yeah. Not, I, okay. Um, I mean, I gave a, a Book of Mormon pretty soon after I got home from my mission to a guy at my work. Um, you know, I snagged one that I, I had just like spare copy. 
Yeah. And I gave it to him and he didn't have any kind of experience with it. I don't know if he ever even read it while I knew him, but I thought to myself, like, man, just having the Book of Mormon in his home, he's going to like keep a door open. You know, it's going to yeah. be, it's going to be there. Um, and just recently I gave out a Book of Mormon to my good friend, Charlie, and uh, I do need to follow up with him about it. Um, you know, I, I've, I've written my testimony in several Book of Mormons and kind of put them out on the on a wave, so to speak. Like, hey, I hope somebody finds this. Yeah. You were, I guess, what did, what did you learn from all that? If you could sum it up in like a sentence. I mean, look at how drastically different my life is because of the Book of Mormon. It's so much different than it was before I read and gained a testimony of the Book of Mormon. So, And I'm just one of countless people who had the same experience. So it's very important to get it in people's hands. You know, we, I, I, I don't think I know that we take that blue book for granted. I wanted to share a quote from Elder Soros. He says, through these and other priceless personal experiences, the Book of Mormon indeed became the keystone that sustains my faith in Jesus Christ and my testimony of the doctrine of his gospel. It became one of the pillars that testifies to me of Christ's divine atoning sacrifice. I'm just going to finish it. It became a shield throughout my life against the adversary's attempts to weaken my faith and instill disbelief in my mind and gives me courage to boldly declare my testimony of the Savior to the world. There's, there's power in the book, right? Yeah, there's power in the book. I remember when we were dating... And we when we first started dating, what did I say about the Book of Mormon? We gotta read it. Yeah. Like it's not an option not to read it. Like you gotta read it. Read it, listen to it, sing about it, like something about the Book of Mormon. Right. But that's because it's a part of the restoration, which that's so key in gathering Israel. It's a gathering tool. And that brings hope and joy and love and peace and comfort in not so great times. Right. I, I love just as kind of like my concluding thought. Um, it's one of your favorite videos. It's a, it's a church video with President Nelson. Yeah. And I know he, what it's called. <clears throat> Men's heart shall fail them. Men's hearts shall fail them. Yep. Look it up. And he's on a he's on a plane. And just at the end of the story, I'm not gonna spoil it because it's it's a great video. It makes me tear up every time. Uh, it shows, you know, a a man who's supposed to be President Nelson on like in the airplane seat, and he's got the Book of Mormon in his lap. 
And it's because of the truths and the doctrines taught in the Book of Mormon that he said that he could overcome hard things and challenges and uncertainties. It's exactly what you said. Mm -hmm. And I know that that's so true with so many people. I mean, the, the doctrines taught in the Book of Mormon are so simple and so precious, and they really speak peace to the heart of, of a fallen man and a, a, a sin-struck man, right? Yeah. And woman, man being both man and woman. Um, so I just, I love it. Um, oftentimes I, I don't think I read enough of it, even though I, I try to read some every day. I know that my, my most powerful experience with the Book of Mormon ever personally was when I read the whole thing cover to cover in the period of one month prior to my mission. And I mean, I felt like I was, uh, I had superpowers <laughs> like I felt so spiritually you charged. You had power. I did. My concluding thoughts would be one that if this miraculous event is ongoing, that means that there are little miracles that happen in our lives um, that are extraordinary. Now there's a difference between tender mercies and miracles, but miracles can take place, especially in sharing the book of Mormon. And number two, it's that, Without the Book of Mormon, I mean, it's the second fundamental, like, principle. Uh, what what was the exact words you said? The, the second milestone. Thank you. The second milestone in the restoration. So I think that should rank very high in our testimonies. That we, it should be very strong of the Book of Mormon. So I know that to be true. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ, Amen. Amen. If I may, and I'm I've got a bounce because I've got He's I've got, got a meeting. I've got a, a class to get to, but something that I wanted to conclude with uh, again, second conclusion, second concluding thought <laughs> is that um, if we either someone listening or someone, yeah, someone listening in the far future or even now, if you haven't yet received a testimony of the book woman, do whatever you have to do to gain that testimony. Um, if, if it, if the book of Mormon has not come forth into your life, right? It's coming forth. It's going places. It's doing things. It's, it's, wrought a mighty change in the heart of many men and women. But if it hasn't done that to you, you need to get to work. Um, and we'd be happy to help. <laughs> yes, we would. So uh, without further ado, we will uh, close it out tonight. Uh, our next talk that we'll be discussing next week is by Elder John A. McCoon of the 70 of the 70 and the talks title come unto Christ living as Latter-day Saints and that's going to be a cool talk I it was one that I did not listen to well enough uh, during conference so I I am eagerly anticipating reading it and studying it and I, I want to be better prepared 
for this talk than I was for today's talk because um, I listened to it a lot of times, but I just didn't get deep. I didn't get deep into it. I didn't really figure out like, like you did, like, what's he saying? Like, what's the spirit want me to take out of this? That's a good, that's a good thing to pray for while you listen and study these talks. But what is the spirit try, you know, want you to learn from it? Not necessarily, you know, taking the talk at face value, right? Maybe even just forget about the title for a minute and start reading or read it backwards. I try, I did that. I know that sounds silly, but I did that with prayers of faith from mm-hmm. President Iring. I actually read it backwards and I took some interesting thoughts because it wasn't, I wasn't uh, bound by the narrative, right? Mm-hmm. So get weird with it. Get weird with your studies, right? The spirit oh will gosh. teach you. <laughs> That's great. I love it. All right, y'all. Have a great night. Uh, we will talk to you next time. Bye, y'all.